Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My football team's got me drinking. My football team's got me drinking. Give me beer or whiskey, wine or chip, anything to shake. at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. We are the KC Soccer Journal. My name is Cody Bradley. Thad Bell, Robert Russert, and David Greenwald are here with me. Seventh place is still on the table, boys. I'm feeling good about this. Colorado kind of saved us with a draw versus Dallas. David, don't shake your head at me. I'm being optimistic to start the pod. I'm on fire here. Don't trip me up. David, how are you feeling? So are you about- feeling good about seventh place or the possibility <laughs> of ending in seventh? <laughs> Man, after those first 10 games, I'll take seventh place at this point. I'm just looking okay. for something to root for. The current season is over. We're going to get to that, too. We've got the Pitch Black Awards, the Club Awards for the 2023 season. We're going to talk about all of that. But it is Decision Day week. We've got a big weekend coming up. Like I said, Colorado did us a favor with a one-to-one draw versus Dallas. So we are looking at Portland, Dallas, and San Jose. I got nervous about that. Portland, Dallas, and San Jose are our three chances at sneaking in here. David, why were you shaking your head at me to start this off? Are you not feeling good about our chances of sneaking in to the playoffs? You know, it may be that my boys' soccer team that I coach, the Hornets, uh, got just crushed by the STP Turtles, and I'm just overall down on soccer right now. Really cool names. Uh, I was mad that you were talking about your kids' team until I heard the names. Cool cool team names. Yeah, we play the Dinos in our decision day. 
um, on on Saturday. Uh, yeah, you know, I feel, I don't know, the way I felt parts of the season, like sometimes good, sometimes bad. Quality Mostly analysis. Very concerned about, I mean, look, man, this team, like, at their best plays great, and at their worst could probably get beat by, like, the four of us and a couple of our friends. <laughs> You talking about your kids' team or sporting here? I'm, I'm confused. Yeah, yes. I lost the <laughs> yes. track on that. <laughs> yes. I'm so you feel like Vermees feels then, David? You've got an idea of what Vermees feels like. Yeah, you know, I give them the tactics, and they're just these four-year-olds are not following through. <laughs> you know, but when I blast them in the press conference, the parents get all mad. <laughs> Robert, if you can speak through your whining dog that has made another appearance, yet another appearance on Shades of Blue. <laughs> Tell hey, me I'm how here. You're I don't feeling. have to pay his fines this week. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we're still waiting on that, I think, by the way. Robert, how are you feeling about where we're at right now? You know, I'm feeling pretty good. And we'll talk about why later. Okay. But uh, maybe I'm still on the high from uh, Pitch Black on uh, Friday night. But uh, we'll get to that. Humble brags. We'll get to that. He's already <laughs> bragging about it. Robert was at Pitch I'm not Black. Bragging. We're I'm gonna... just saying. Hey, that's why I'm on a high. Come on. <laughs> We're gonna hear about all of that. But uh, are we gonna get into the playoffs? Is what I want to know right now. Uh, we doing predictions tonight because I was kind of worried about that because at work I get blamed as being a jinx. I don't want to jinx anything tonight if we're doing predictions. So. Okay, Robert is opting out on a on a podcast. Thank you, thank you for the content. Opt I said out. I'm pretty good. <laughs> Thad, who of those three teams is our best shot at getting in? Uh, can you name those three teams again? I dare you. <laughs> Portland, Dallas, and San Jose. Thank you. For I'll that. go with San Jose. Okay. And why? Thank you. I've always disliked San Jose. Did you forget we're doing a podcast right now? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not just. We're not just hanging out. I'm not just asking you how you're feeling right now. I'm looking for your expert opinion, your longtime Kansas City sportsman knowledge on this topic. All right. So, oh, here we go. Traditionally, I'm one of the more optimistic people, and I'm maybe trying to hedge that just a little bit, although I'm not going to use David's kid's team to be the downer because I'm totally amazed that this is what brings David down on the whole season is his kid's team. Not sporting, not the current, no, not he, SKC2. He just checked out of, He just checked out a long time ago after the first after 10 games. Goal after goal. <laughs> These kids, I didn't see a single birth certificate, but I swear at least one of them was like 36 <laughs> I think Roger might have been out there. It was insane. Uh, did you get? Look, did anyone get two footed tackled? No, Thad didn't say his yet. I'm, I want to hear Thad's expert oh, opinion. He, he said San Jose. Well, I know, but he was no. he was going in. He was warming up into a larger oh, oh, thing sorry. there. Well, I think you overestimate me, much like we did our teams. I'm trying to gas my guy up. <laughs> no, I just go with San Jose because traditionally they've been bad. Dallas kind of has been up and down. Except for that job. What do you Colorado. mean Dallas has hit the shitter yeah. recently? I thought, Come on, man. I thought Dallas was the one that was doing bad. Am I wrong about that? No, you're right. You're right. I just kind of like historically Dallas kind of screws us more than San Jose does. San Jose has just historically been the one that's always been bad. Yeah. Portland's been kind of that. in the middle. You're so So right I'm just kind of going more history than the last couple months in this regard. San Jose is always bad. I, re- I know they're in front of us on the table right now and – 
You can show me some numbers that might prove otherwise, but San Jose is always bad at soccer. Don't yes. at me. Well, they're hosting Austin, so that's not exactly a good situation for us. Austin will do us a favor, right? Will they? I don't know. There are two teams in the... They have nothing to play for. There are two teams right. doing well. Neither did Colorado. Yeah. Although Galaxy I have nothing to play for either, and they're hosting Dallas, so... But Portland has to play Houston, and Houston has a lot to play for. They're playing for playoff seating. Yes. Right. So, um, so what are the odds is, that they actually do that? So, I mean, Houston could get as high as second. Um, they would need some things to break their way to do that. But, you know, I would expect Houston to come out and actually try to win the match and get all three points to they could hop Seattle pretty easily um, with a result. And if Seattle drops points and then, you know, with LA, it just depends if LA were to lose and, and Houston wins depends on the goal differential, but they could hop as high into second. Um, they're going to be a tougher matchup for Portland than I think LA or Austin will be for Dallas or San Jose. Yeah. Portland is the one I'm looking at that Portland versus Houston game. Not that Houston is known for helping us out either. Like in the same way Dallas, Dallas does, never has. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking at that Portland game too. But as optimistic as I always am, I I think I'm just looking at how this season has gone, and that the soccer gods are just not looking upon us this year. I have a hard time really getting myself up for this because I I just I feel like we're gonna win the game and everyone else is going to get their wins. And I'm very nervous about that. It just seems like, wouldn't it, that would that not feel a, about right for how this season has gone? Definitely. That's that's probably why I'm trying not to be too optimistic at the moment. Is It just feels like if it could go wrong, every I could see every result go against us. All draws are all the wrong teams win, and Sporting sitting there could do an amazing game, destroy Minnesota 9 to nothing, and still not get in. Or we could also lose nine to nothing. Because we haven't mentioned that yet. Minnesota is in the exact same boat as we are. Same points, same chance to leapfrog into seventh place. But they're on the road. They're coming into the blue hell, David. Of course, Minnesota's been better on the road. Yes, they have. Here's here's the nice part is that both teams have to win. Neither can just settle in and play for a draw. So it might be good or it might be bad, but it hopefully will be very entertaining. So, 10th minute red card for a sporting player. We go, we have to fight from behind the entire game and like hope for a 92nd minute winner. Who gets the red card? S- starting midfielder. <laughs> Just placeholder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> placeholder starting midfielder will get a red card Felipe okay. Gutierrez I don't know mark that down I don't know what that bet oh, is oh he's starting down. oh god he meant Felipe Hernandez well I would like to I'm going to take that opportunity to transition here into actually talking about the Minnesota game this weekend who is healthy what will the lineup be are we at full strength or do we make it to the final game of the season before we were finally full strength ish I know there's still a couple out but ish ish Full strength ish, Thad. I believe they'll be as close as possible. Because uh, what Fonte missed the last game, Ro, uh, Rosero came out, and last week they were both in practice. So 
I would expect them both to be available. Um, I don't, I can't think of anybody else who, uh, what, Leibold was, had, he had an injury. I didn't see him in practice last week. We haven't went to practice yet this week. So, I mean, he would be potentially still out, but Logan's been playing pretty well at left back. Uh, so I, is it really just Caden Pierre? <clears throat> Excuse me. Damn it. I tried that before we got on. That's a fine. Robert, you're fine you for your dog, button. too. I know, but I was in the <laughs> middle of the sentence there. So we're looking at Caden Pierre and Graham Zusi, or is Zusi back now? Zusi's back and available. He he almost came in a couple of games ago. Um, they had him up and ready to come in, but they decided to leave uh, Kyrie out for the heading ability. Okay, well, His since vaunted you, heading ability. <laughs> right. That since you gave a placeholder a few minutes ago, we gave you time to think about it. Who is your midfield three for this game? Rodoya, Voltaire, and Tommy. Okay, yeah, I think me too. I, mean, I, I Gotti has still never been a hundred, you know, uh, starter healthy. Mm-hmm. So. We'll have to see if he's uh, what he's doing now, but I could see those three starting. The midfield really is our, at this point, kind of really the only question on what the lineup is going to be. Robert, do you agree with that? What's your midfield three? Yeah, for sure. I think they're also the most, you know, sporting, industrious type of midfielders that we're going to need in a game like this where it's going to be tight and it's going to take, uh, you know, effort might win out over skill here possibly. So I like that midfield for sure. David, who are you playing? I mean, I'm just going to assume you're putting in Zussi on the uh, outside back, right? Just penciling That's in right. for that one. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Look, I mean, the the back the back five is going to be the same as always. The And I agree with that and Robert, that it's got to be Rodoya and Remy and Eric Tommy in the midfield. And the reason I say so is that tactically, you have to have people who can help shut down or at least try to shut down Emmanuel Reynoso. And mm-hmm. the best opportunity for us to do that is to have uh, Remy and Rodoya in because they're a little bit more defensive-minded. Remy can play that kind of destroyer role. He's going to cover a ton of ground um, and hopefully help kind of keep uh, Reynoso bottled up. But if you were to play Tommy and Gotti or if you were to play Gutierrez, I'm not sure that they've got the range and defensive ability to really bottle up Reynoso. Robert, you watched Minnesota's last game, correct? I did not actually watch that. What are we expecting from Minnesota? They've got a new coach. They're reeling at the moment. What can we expect from them? Yeah, I mean, it was the first match without uh, their head coach uh, after they'd fired him. So a 5-2 victory over the Galaxy. Um, So... You were talking about the midfield. They play a 4-2-3-1. So right away, we're already outnumbered in the midfield, though the 4-3-3 yeah. obviously is fluid, and I'm sure that that will be a point of discussion this week. And, you know, David's talking about bottling up Reynoso, which is important, but tell you what, guys, their front four, you've got Puki, you've got Reynoso, you've got um, Iwane, and you've got uh, Dotson. They, all of them, are talented one-on-one players. Yeah. And if you remember the last game that uh, we played them, save of the year that was uh, awarded uh, Friday night was Milia's save in that game that yeah. he had to come up big. 
Um, they had many opportunities in the front that we just cleared out or they missed. Uh, their XG was higher than ours. We we're, escaped that we're, win. We're very and, uh, susceptible to, just like you said, those individual talents, the individual dribblers. That just seems to really, really kill us when the time comes to it. Well, how many times Fontes got beat 1v1? I, I lost count. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so. I mean, so did he. We're in such a, a system of when the ball goes there and when the pass goes there, you move here, and then all of a sudden a guy comes at you with fancy feet and does something you weren't expecting, then our defenders are out of place, and uh, they just really need to beat one guy, and then and then they're in the position to do something. Yeah, Minnesota, when they, you know, we attack a lot to width, right? Minnesota's, their wide backs, they cut in more often. Uh, open up the field, see more of the field, and their runners up front, Puki, Reynoso, Iguani, are really good at finding the open space in those situations. And they're a little more creative in the box than we are. If you want to look at the stats, um, just about every stat shows that Minnesota has been more effective at creating chances in the box. Um, their shot distance is the 19th most in the league, and, and meaning they're closer. Sporting Kansas City shot distance is the third most in the league. So that shows a big difference that they get a better job of getting chances in the box. Their shots per uh, in the penalty area are fourth in the league overall. We're 13th. Um, so there are more I could list out here, but Minnesota does a really good, good job of creating opportunities in the box, and that's where we can be susceptible. So I think it's Fontes and Rosero are going to be the most important defenders here instead of Davis and Ndenbe because of the way that Minnesota plays. So I have a question, Robert. If their front four is so good, and I know Reynoso wasn't there the entire season, why right. do we have the exact same amount of goals? <laughs> it's not the exact same it's, amount of goals. It's not? Or is it expected goals? Is what Goals I was four at. is yeah. 45 yeah. and 45. I was looking at expected goals as far as that number goes. Dad, we have yeah, I mean, Dotson also has been recovering all year from an ACL that he experienced last year. So and we were missing Polito well. and Kenda. So, I mean, yeah. there's, there's – and I know they won their last game, but the seven right. games before that was winless. So, I mean, it, it's I, – I, I'm just saying, like, I don't want to, like, build them up as, like, oh, they were the best four. Oh, no, because, they're not, obviously. You know, I'm just trying to balance a little bit there for sporting side. Sorry. Maybe yeah, not. I was just uh, – showing them how they're different than we are as far as attack goes for cool. sure and we're both susceptible on the counter that's how la uh created a lot of opportunities actually only put away two of them because they uh like we do minnesota pushes a lot of numbers forward so then again we have scored this many goals zero on the counter this year minnesota scored six timu puki Top tier name in MLS. I don't know if they do MLS <laughs> season awards like the Pitch Black Awards, but uh, he's got a shout for best name in the league. They they do MLS season awards, yes. Is best name one of them? Because it's uh, a travesty if not. I don't think so. I will have to double check, though. I am a voter for it. So one other stat I'll throw out there. Set pieces, of course, as we know, are big in games like this, playoff games. Any game. Uh, we're pretty even on set pieces, which I was surprised by, actually. That is surprising. Yeah. Minnesota does lead in uh, coaches replaced against sporting. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Yeah, but depends on where you're looking at that from, because a lot of fans might think they're they're actually leading in that category by replacing a coach. What's right? What's funny and interesting is at least twice now I've heard people ask Vermees about Minnesota or about Adrian Heath, and he's very much went on the defending Adrian Heath, saying he should not have been fired. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) probably would want to say that considering you have essentially the same record. The coaches' union, like the keepers' union. Yep. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's move it along to the 2023 Club Awards that were at the Pitch Black event. Robert. Did you go to this black tie affair? Were you wearing a tuxedo? Did you have your pinky out? Was there champagne flowing? Tell me about this lovely evening. Tuxedo? No. No. Come on, Cody. Missed opportunity there. I'm cheap. Come on, man. (laughs) Do you own a tuxedo? Oh, hell no. No. But uh, it was a little different. I don't know if, if you guys have been to it before, but usually the dinner is on the pitch. Usually the after party is in the uh, you know fancy bar by the press room, right? Is he about to complain here about this event? No, no, I'm just saying that was different. Okay. So uh, we walked in. <laughs> the member members club is where you entered, and there's this massive round gold thing with this girl standing up in the middle of it and champagne all around her. That nice. was interesting. <laughs> so uh, the cocktail hour was on the field, and the first thing I walk up to is. Peter and Diego and Gina Gutierrez, you know, all friends of the pod, right? Mm-hmm. And they're telling old MLS stories about back in the day, what things were like. And Peter was just in a great mood, laughing and everything. So That's it was great to see him that way. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. But uh, no, everybody, every player like we know is just so welcoming and uh, great to talk to. There are a few guys who, you know, not as uh, willing to get involved and talk with fans or anybody else who was there, but uh, you know Roger and Lowe, they were a lot of fun to talk with. Name, and, name and some names, guys. Who are our socially awkward people here? Uh, you know, I think some of the guys are pretty new. Like, oh yeah, the younger guys. Tim, Tim Lockwood, he kind of oh, okay. you know just kind of faded off. Polito was kind of just doing his own thing. Uh, let's see who else. Remy is not exactly, you know, even when you interview him, he's not exactly an outgoing personality when it comes wait, to that, though he is an outgoing person. Wait a second. So, Polito was not drinking all of this in. I thought I figured Polito was just in top nah, form at this event. What was he wearing? To himself. What was Polito wearing? <laughs> Describe it to me. Uh, let's see. I actually have a picture. So let me pull that up. But um, 
other thing I want to guys laughing at that. Was, is that weird that I want to know what Polito wears? The other thing I want to mention was Roger's suit. Oh, Roger he looked had, good. Roger is a good dresser. He won the style dresser. battle on the night. Really? He's good job, Roger. Wearing like this uh, goldish red suit. Oh, good color styling. Of course, he had Lowe next to him, and Lowe was a lot of fun to talk with. She makes him look better, too. That's kind of cheating with, with Lowe next to him. All right, so... Um, are, are, just I want to make sure, though. Are you going to send these pictures to Cody so he can put them in the uh, <laughs> article for the pod? Just very excited about I this. I can if that's what he would like. I like dressing up. <laughs> I haven't worked in an office in a long time, so I don't get to like dress up anymore. I miss I miss fancy gatherings like this. You bragged right. about going to a fancy gathering like three weeks ago on the podcast. Oh, I did. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes, that was a very good evening. One of the only nights the Liberty Memorial is open up top. It was a great, great view. Good night that was. Do you have a tuxedo? No, no tuxedo. Mm. Where is an actual, like right, a, a man in Kansas City, Missouri, in the year 2023, where would a man wear a tuxedo? Besides if he's getting married. Pitch black. Somebody else's wedding. See, Rothman Center. Robert missed an opportunity there for a tuxedo. <laughs> it's rare, as I'm saying. But uh, even if you're in the in the wedding, aren't groomsmen are just often in nice suits, right? Or are those always mine, tuxedos? Mine were. Or they rent them. Well, see, David, you're a classy man. That's what I keep you around for, David. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. You, you should run for office. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Okay, back to Polito. He's got a dark jacket on, white shirt. How okay. many buttons do you think were unbuttoned? For oh, six. oh, I was going to say all shirt. of them. I was. I figured three. it was just white tee and, and the open yeah, blazer. Three. Okay. Three. So you know, that, that yeah, he, he was looking gets you down to mid chest. Yeah, he was looking swap. But um, I tell you what, it was funny on the awards. And we'll talk later about who won what, but I'll have to ruin one. Zuzi got an award, and Bukati's uh, like, "So how about a speech, Graham?" And Graham was like, "Of all the people who've gotten awards, <laughs> I'm the only one you're going to ask to make a speech." <laughs> Uh, we but, can go uh, right. We can go right into the awards. What did you know? Sorry, yeah. Go ahead. What about Bukati? Bukati, another friend of the pod, gave a rousing speech to the audience about how everybody needs to be there, supporting the team, come this Saturday night, and you know how we've got this large opportunity coming up that we can you know, really make a name for soccer in Kansas City. Not only that, but for the World Cup. So, Bukati did a did a great job. So Graham Zusi won the uh, Humanitarian of the Year award right public yeah. speaking award <laughs> <laughs> graham zuzi i don't believe has ever won an award for that but he is a hell of a humanitarian that's what we keep he him is. around for robert what it were is. the other winners that you saw on this evening we're gonna go down the list well, i had a us. really bad seat at the corner to see actual stage but you know of course we saw all the winners but um was there Graham's a player speech. at your table no, they don't have a player at every table. If you sponsor the event, then your table has a player at it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll look into that but, for um, the KCSJ. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but the other thing was, uh, and, you know, I have to brag, Remy was the uh, skee-ball champion in the members club afterwards because that's where the uh, dancing and band part was. And the band was terrible. So you're bragging but, uh, for Remy? Yeah, Remy. I walked up there and, uh, you know, in line to play. And Remy turns to me. He's like, all right, are you ready to take me on? I was like, sure. <laughs> so, 
you know, we're doing a thing here and uh, I'm not even paying attention to the score. Right. You know, but everybody's not everybody's gathered around about five or six people are gathered around watching all making these comments and everything, you know, and I get done. And I look up. I'm like far ahead of Remy. He's holding two ski balls in his hand. But what does the board say? One. He's got one shot left. So he takes his one shot. He inches a little bit closer. And he's got one ball in his hand, but it says zero on the scoreboard. No shots left, right? This got very dramatic. So, so what does he do? He throws the ball and he gets like 4,000 on it and beats me by 1,000. But wow, hey, I didn't cheat. <laughs> wow. Sounds like he just got a rebound at one point. He threw one so bad that it came back to him. Something Classic like that. Or he just started that way because he knew that he would need it. <laughs> You know, I appreciate that in a player, though, that they take extra caution to make sure that they can cheat and get ahead. I appreciate that. <laughs> That'll come in handy Saturday night. You need guys like that. Robert, <laughs> are you, why don't you run down the winner's list for us? Who won most valuable player? There's really no, see, it's kind of boring. There's no questions on any of these. I guess maybe offensive player. I think there's questions on a couple. Okay. Yeah, there probably is. Okay. Cody, you've got him right in front of you, so why don't you do it? Okay, Alan Polito, should we give the, the sponsors here? Most Valuable Player, presented by Audi, was Alan Polito. No qualms there. Do we have any he, issues with this? Yeah, I would. I, I actually voted for somebody else. Who you got? I actually don't remember if I voted for <laughs> Tommy or Voltaire. Really, really <laughs> strong answers you have with this. You have a lot of conviction in your answers. Okay, the offensive player, the offensive is how I'm going to say this. The most offensive player of the year was Eric Tommy. I don't know. I don't know how presented I feel by about the this. 10 million self defense dojo. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Shallowee actually was right up there in uh, goal contributions, but Tommy did have more goal contributions than him. So it's close. I would not have predicted at the beginning of the season. That Eric Tommy was our offensive player of the year. Kind of disappointed. He like led the league in shots. Like he had more shots than. Well, yeah, because like, he does a lot. Combined at one point. But he just does too much sometimes. Like of course he, he's, some of those shots were errant. Yeah. Very well errant. Like somebody shot in a media game. Yes, just like that. So, Defensive Player of the Year, brought to you by Logan Legs, was Jake Davis. All right, Jake. <laughs> Glad you did end up voting for him. I did vote for Jake, yes. My protest with my unhappiness on the season was just that I didn't even, I decided to not vote. I didn't feel strong about any of these answers or how deserving anyone was, so I just didn't even vote. But what was, again, kind of sad is that Jake Davis, who was thrust into the right-back position, and Logan and Dembe, who really played what two thirds of the season? I mean, half. I, I'm not sure how many games he played, but it was a, really the competition between those two to be the defensive player of the year because yeah. nobody else shined that, enough. And what does that say, Thad? That's what I'm trying to get to. Is that's kind of sad. <laughs> Which is why I didn't vote. Newcomer of the year. This is this one. Seems, hold on. Hold on. Oh, so go, go. Hold ahead. on. Go ahead. Presented by Sweat Be Gone. Thank you. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry I stepped I on your it. bit there. I love it. Danny Rosero was the newcomer of the year. I did I did like that one. He, as a center back on a team that got beat a lot, 
gets a lot of hate, but uh, I do think Danny Rosero is a legit MLS player. And he's legit the newcomer of the year because his competition was pretty yeah. missing. Uh, Rodoya, about the only other one. Uh, yeah, if Rodoya would have played a handful of more games, then he might he might have the shout there. But And I think some people forget that uh, there there are stretches. Of course, anyone on our team, like we talk about, at any moment is we're susceptible of getting beat by an individual talent. But there were stretches where in tight moments, every single time the ball came in the box that Danny Rosero headed it away, cleared it away. He's been a he's been a, a big presence on the back line, not even to mention the the, the yeah. presence on corner kicks and all of that. So yeah, yes. he, the, the whole back line's been a little inconsistent at times, but he has shined quite a bit at for long stretches of time. Yeah. Yeah. I like me some Rosero. The goal of the year presented by I've forgotten some of our other sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a lot of confidence in you. I was just throwing it to you, but it, that's okay. I know. Uh, I'm th- I, I thought of all the good ones. Who, do, also, who are we forgetting? Did we do Rogers red cards? Oh, yeah, Rogers red cards. Goal of the year presented. It doesn't really make sense. Goal of the year presented by Rogers red cards. <laughs> yes. Was Eric it's, Tommy's. It's the, only, uh, it's the only donation tier he could make uh, with all the <laughs> right, fine money go. he has to pay. Is that the Eric Tommy goal? The, like, screw it, I'll do it myself goal? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was nice. There was also, I, I said this at the time, there was a lot of, he was fortunate on that play. That was a little, he was out of control, out of control, spinning around. Oh, I got past this one guy. And then all of a sudden, everything opened up for him. And then, yes, he finished it brilliantly. Left footed as well. You just don't like to give people credit, do you, Cody? I, <laughs> yeah. He, he's not a goalkeeper. Damn. I know. I, I do really, <laughs> it's a weird thing. I really like Eric Tommy, but I, sometimes I feel like people don't point out some of the things that I, that I think need to be pointed out or they, they ignore some of them. I don't know. Er, er, you just can't let people be happy. Oh, I never feel that way about any player that people talk about. I, hmm. I, I want all of our players to be happy, Thad. I love Eric Tommy. There are just there are some fair criticisms that we've heard Vermees make that, you know, he does a little much. And on yeah. that goal of the year, you've he, mentioned he, one of them twice. <laughs> he was he was doing a little much on that goal, and it just happened. Everything opened up in front of him, and he finished it perfectly. So next category is save of the year presented by Cody's tree huggers, Tim Melia. <laughs> also, oddly, newcomer of the year and save of the year were without sponsors. Come on, no one come on, sell that. Sales team, what are we doing here? Well, Goal of the team that makes the playoffs is more marketable. Thad, what was the save of the year from Tim? Tim, Minnesota. Enough said. Describe it. Relive it. Was it was spectacular. <laughs> and it was real. <laughs> and it was real spectacular. <laughs> okay. Golden Boot, Alan Polito, Humanitarian of the Year, Graham Zusi. Sporting KC2, most valuable player was Lucas Rosa. How do you feel about that, Thad? Yeah, I'm good with that. He was good outside back. Uh, a guy who honestly would have a chance in MLS if he had come out if he was a wee bit, I'm not saying he doesn't have a chance in MLS, but he would definitely have a better chance in MLS if he he was like a couple years younger because he's like 25. Mm. So you're probably not going to get your first but uh, call up to an MLS team at 26. But yeah, never know. He's the last time I saw he was still practicing with uh, Sporting the other last week. So 
you never know. Oh, Cody. Cody's back. Hey, yeah. what you? What happened? I was talking that whole time. What do you mean? What so was I, bro? You froze. Yeah, you froze, so I just started filibustering. Oh, well, good job. Thank you for that. I bet you did a wonderful job. I'm going to have to edit. So, Thad, what, what do you think of Natty Clark as the choice? Uh, well, I think it's an odd choice since it's the Academy Player of the Year, and he's played precisely four Academy games in the last year. Hmm. Uh, okay, that's I don't know the exact number, but it's very few because he played with uh, the Academy in a couple of those tournaments. But the rest of the time he played with SKC too. So he's still an academy contract. So yes, he's still an academy player. But he is a guy who grew a lot with the with SKC too. I was having questions about him last year and early this year, but he continued to get better. He showed a lot of growth. Benny commented on how he much he grew uh in confidence and ability, not height. And anyway, he's he's another guy that if they're looking for Somebody who can be a probably a dual purpose outside back and cheap, you could maybe see him come into a contract a year next year or the year after. Ugh. I think the year after. See, this is another. This is what I was saying while I was a ghost. Apparently, this is another one of those awards like Defensive Player of the Year. Very happy for Lucas Rosa for all of those reasons you just said. Great season, well done. But it also is kind of a condemnation on the state of our team. Wouldn't we so much rather have a 20-year-old, a 21-year-old blossoming player that Thad is very excited to get into the lineup this next season? I would have, if it was up to me, I may have given the SKC2 MVP award to somebody else who was younger, like Ethan Bryant. Oh, yeah, that's but a good choice. I think show. Lucas Rosa is a good choice, Just, but I think Ethan Bryant was up there. Um, Natty, uh, 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 the center back, and also Seba Cruz really had a good start to the season, kind of faded a little bit, but he was really valuable throughout the season. Just he put in a ton of minutes, got a couple goals. You said Natty, so I think there's a lot of those. You said Natty, is that Natty Clark? Yes, who was the I already talked about him, I was just using the reference, and then. Sporting Wichita won the Sporting Club Network member. I can't comment yeah. on that one Which, at all. I have no children. I feel like, you know, Sporting Brookside, we got robbed. You know, we got the Hornets, <laughs> the STP Turtles, the Dinos. You know, I don't know how you can compete with that, but I suppose Wichita, you know. We'll let I guess it you got to give it to them sometime. Yeah. Okay, final thoughts on the 2023 Sporting KC Club Awards. I still don't think they should do this before the end of the season. Agreed. Agreed. I think if we send a correspondent next year, it needs to be somebody better than Robert, who gave us not nearly enough fashion detail. Oh. Like not telling us who was wearing what, you know. I'll give you I'll, I'll ski ball. I'll do a full red carpet. Oh my gosh, we should actually do that though. That's actually not that bad of an idea. <laughs> okay, David, there's a lot of black besides Roger. Roger stood out, so that's why I talked about Roger. <laughs> Cody, you and I can get we can wear our tuxedos. Yes, and we'll we'll, we'll make a game of and it. And Thad will be the paparazzi. Just bring multiple cameras, Thad. Yes, yes. Just run, <laughs> run very quickly back and forth, screaming at Lola Bonta to turn around and smile for the camera. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. <laughs> let's move along to... Let's talk about the current. Season is complete, Thad. It is finally done. It's they officially are currently over. done. They are currently, currently done. Are you and Sperry going to be doing a podcast or an end of the season wrap up, or would you like to give your thoughts here for us? Oh, we will be doing, but I don't think that's uh, something I can't at least give a devote a couple minutes to. Tease it. Tease it. I think there is a lot of questions that the current management ownership have to answer. But uh, the season was derailed quite a bit by the coaching change, which I don't yeah. have a problem with the, ch- the, ch- the the coach. I just think the change threw them into we're going to play one style to now we're going to play another style, which didn't necessarily always bode well or, you know, turn out well. But Not that the first style was working that well either, though. It's a style that worked the season before when they went right. on a 13-game unbeaten streak and went right. all the way to the final. And they were seriously on a lack of players when the, that style wasn't working in the first three games. And they they made so many, mis, I don't want to say mistakes with players they signed, but when you sign a bunch of players that never even appear for the team, uh, and it's they don't necessarily take up roster spots because they're on season-ending injuries or D45s or whatever they classify them as. But even ones who are fully on the roster, like Vanessa DiBernardo, Morgan Gutra, played one, I think played 12 games. One played like five games, six games. And then that was it. They've both been out for the last third of the season with concussions. Uh, hamst- let's see, knee problems were sporting's bane there for a while, and concussions was currents. They have said like four players on concussion this last month it seems like it just been a huge struggle in that regard so having the better player the better free agents that they signed not being available with the exception of Dabinia really hurt them down the stretch then I think we'll uh I think we will see a new coach in a week or two oh yeah go blood go blood go blood go one interesting thing that came out of my talk with Lo was how concerned she is about not being protected for the expansion draft what uh what are your thoughts there, Thad? Yeah, I don't I don't know if she will be or not, because as much as I like Lowe as a player, in theory they have more talented players on the team. But again, they most so many of them didn't play. So one thing about Lowe is she she rarely misses a game. She gives it her all. Uh she does enough of the slight dark arts that uh players need. Yeah. And, but she's, you know, and this is not a, 
knock on low, but she's not like going to be the most talented player out there. She's not going to be the most creative or the fastest or any of that. But you know, you always clever need a player like on a team. She's clever and feisty. Yep. So two teams coming in. They are uh, Utah and Bay Area. I don't know what their actually name is. So. Are they both singular names? Well, Utah will be the Royals again. I'm pretty sure. Royals, okay, Pl- plural. Yeah, and Bay Area. Don't know what their name's going to be. <laughs> Sounds like another then, water team. Isn't it just uh, Bay FC? Uh, it could be. I just haven't paid any attention to them. They did name a coach though. According I, to their you, website, BayFC.com. I'll take your it word. It might be BayFC. <laughs> could be. <laughs> okay. We'll close that chapter on the current sad season, and uh, we'll keep an eye out for this for a new coach that might be coming here soon, according to Thad. Thad, another one. The Comets schedule has been released. It's about time for the blue turf again. It is. The MASL is uh, always weird in how they schedule things. Major Arena Soccer League, for those who don't follow it closely. But Comets get a rare start at home versus Milwaukee and then St. Louis. Couple games on the road, couple games at home, game on the road, couple games on at home, and then like seven games on the road. They're actually playing Western Division. Their comments are in the East Division. They're playing some of the guys in the Western Division more than they're playing the ones in the East. So they do like it, a little road trip where they travel for a while. Yeah, they're going to be in uh, Mexico for like three straight games. Uh, Monterey twice, Chihuahua. I'm surprised and, that's not like the norm. I, I would think for a league like that, it would be a lot of that. Uh, well, they do a lot of travel and play like a, a Friday, Sunday, sometimes Friday, Saturday. So that is, that isn't unusual. So when they're traveling, I mean, are these like chartered? I mean, not chartered flights, but are they are they flying? Are they on a bus? Oh, they got to be on travel a bus like in the, the arena league. Got to be a bus some of the time, right? Some of the times it is a bus. So, like uh, playing against St. Louis, it's a bus. Uh, when Wichita was in the league, it was a bus. And Milwaukee will probably vary a little bit. Sometimes a bus, sometimes a plane. I've I've heard they actually signed a person that has their own plane, though. So I don't know if that will happen or not, man. <laughs> they signed a uh, a goalie that has like a million followers because he's actually like super rich. Ooh, there you go. That's good exposure for the team. I like this. Yeah, he was. Uh, he played in Florida along with Zach Reggett and Chad Vandegrift, and he has like millions of followers. And Reggett's bringing his friends over, huh? Okay, I like this. Yeah. Let's make a super team on the blue turf. That's what they're working on. And then they have a new coach, Stefan Stokic, who was the assistant coach, former player. Uh, nobody knows. Nobody has announced whether or not Leo Gibson will be returning, but I've heard he's been in the uh, kick-around practices, so we will see. But I, I do have a uh, pod out there interviewing Stefan Stokic that's out there in the, the normal feed, so if you're interested, go Check listen. All right. Any final thoughts to wrap us up for the, for the week before we get to decision day? Are all you guys rooting for the team to make the playoffs? Yes. <laughs> yes. I just think, guys, overall, that uh, sporting, just the team belief, the team feel right now, I think really is a positive one. And I think 
they're they're going to leave it all on the field. And uh, I think that's going to be a positive result. All right. You made me feel a little bit better about it. And I'm not even going to go to Thad. I, I see him warming up. He wants to say something. You don't like, even think Minnesota has that belief in their own team? See? Come on, Thad. <laughs> they fired a coach just to help their team. They got to win in L.A. Of course, it's just L.A. But, yeah, they got to win. Okay. Now, I, that's one side of you. You always have the both sides here. So you gave that you gave that one. So now build us back up here. Give us some optimism to close the show out. But it is at home. Yes. Vermees is good with uh, finals. Yes. And it's one of the last chances for guys like Espinoza and Zuzi to go deep in the playoffs. So they will put everything on the line if they can. All right. You heard it here first. Morning. Yeah.